Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Uh, you've read the title so you already know what's going on. Uh, I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Use that hashtag CBNPod when listening to this episode. But uh, we're going to get right into this greatness that is mine to avenge. Uh, go ahead, sir, and introduce yourself. Let the audience know who we're listening to today. It's Robert Rob. No, it's Robert. <laughs> it's Jeffrey. <laughs> no, it's Robert Jeffrey II, a writer and creator of Mind to Avenge, the Book of Layla. Yes, yes, yes. So, those of you who are new around here, like where you been, you should. This name should be down there synonymous with Carefree Black Knight at this point. <laughs> we have. Uh, Discuss so many different things, uh, and of course we have a show, the 4400 Review Show, A Light in the Sky. Um, yeah, this man has been working and doing his shit. <laughs> so why are we talking to you today? What, what's what's so special? What's going on now that we're having this conversation? So the, this past Monday, um, we launched a uh, Kickstarter for the third issue in uh, the Mind to Avenge, uh, the Book of Layla series. And um, we've, you know, uh, jumped off to a, to a good start. Uh, as of today, we've raised 30% of the funds uh, with 95 backers and 26 days ago, which wow. is which is good. Um, you know, so we just want to keep it rolling, the momentum, you know, rolling along uh so we can get this book out to you um but yeah that's 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 where we're at and uh the cool thing about the campaign is that uh the publisher is making the first two issues available uh for people who weren't able to you know jump on board before mm. but, um yeah but the main focus is on you know for the production of the third issue okay okay that's what's up so those of you who have not been privy to mind to avenge we'll be linking those in the show notes here those other uh episodes so you can get your your feel your watch this trilogy unfold uh so mind to avenge for those of us out here who has like never heard of mind to avenge don't even so we're in the third installment but what's a quick like recap? What how can you bring us up to speed for the new people who may not uh, have been aware of the series before? Yeah, I um, so quick elevator pitch. I, I call Mind to Avenge um, Blade meets Blade Runner mm. with a bit of um, historical fiction and social commentary mixed in. You know, so bloody action that makes you think. Mm. <laughs> so mm. a lot of bloody action that makes you think and. Um, there was a, there's a couple, uh, in, in our, you know, real life, uh, called, named the Lollaries and they were slaveholders, uh, but they were psychopaths. So I guess rather than just being asshole slaveholders, <laughs> like mm. a lot of the slaveholders were, you know, uh, because slavery is a, just a fucked up, you know, practice, they were torturing, they were maiming, they were, it, it, just like I said, borderline, just you know, serial killer type of shit, or just psychopath. So it was even so bad that you know, slave owners in New Orleans were clutching the pearls. And when they went to stop uh, the the couple, you know, after hearing these stories, uh, they you know got away. You know, they were never arrested and just kind of disappeared into 
you know, to history. Yeah. Um, so my story takes that and tells the story of a little girl named Leia who ran away and uh, from the House of Horrors and created an organization called the Retribution Cabal, you know, later on to, you know, stop the or just fight back against the things that go bump in the night. Um, but also with a righteous revenge, you know, kind of vendetta against mm. the Wallery. So we start off in 1830s New Orleans and jump into the cyberpunk future of uh, 21, I think it's 54, where the retribution cabal is kind of on its last legs, and guess who pops up? The Lollaries. Mm. So, yeah, it's like a century-spanning you know, sci-fi horror uh, series of... Um, you're kind of you know, discussing what is a righteous revenge, what is a you know you know righteous retribution. Mm, 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 okay, well, shit, that's all good enough to me, yeah. So, with all of that, I want to say, I want to stress, these are this century-spanning story shows black people in the future. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people that is just like, oh, of course we're in the future, but let a lot of these movies and TV shows and books and stuff tell it we are not as present in the future. So if for nothing else alone, but the fact that you get a future full of black people who are still existing, I think that this is worth the price of any tier on Kickstarter, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Okay, so we have the Kickstarter, we have the third installment. So clearly, people want to read this book. This is a story that people want to hear. Um, now that you've gotten us up to speed, we're on to issue three. What what are we dealing with going forward in this third installment? So you know, this is I guess the spoiler you know part of the um, of the interview. So spoiler alert. Um, in the second issue, the Lollaries have. They've sent. They they are aware of the last descendant of the um. Well, I guess the remaining descendant of the line of Leia, which mm. is uh, Layla. She's our, and so she's the the namesake of the title. Okay. You know? So, uh, in the third issue, um, they're pretty much doing cleanup from the last major attack, or I guess you could call it a hit <laughs> to mm. take her. Out. Um, where the retribution about was able to save her, and they're dealing with the ramifications of the fact that the Lollaries are back. Uh, Layla is like, fuck it, I want to go. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's, I get as far away from here as possible, um, and she, and there's a reason for that. I mean, she's not, she's not, she ain't no scared, you know, she, she ain't scared. She yeah. ain't scared. <laughs> so, uh, and we saw that in the second issue, but there's something about the Lollaries and her family where, you know, she she just doesn't fucks with them. So we delve a little bit more into that. We get a bit more about the back history of the retribution ball, about the inner workings, and we focus a bit on the Lollaries. You know, we, we you know introduce them in the first few pages of the second issue uh, in a pretty epic fashion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in this one, you know. They they suffer a loss, mm-hmm. so there's a discussion of how they're going to deal with that, and you know what the ramifications are going to be, and ultimately um, what their plans are, because you know they they awaken you know ever so often you know to pick their heads up and say, are we still being chased? Yeah, <laughs> just 
you know, so, um, so we're, you know, it's kind of like, this is our, I call this our slowdown issue because the first two just like, we came right off out the, you know, out the gate, um, you know, just with the action and there is action in this, but it's, um, but it's, you know, I, I wanted to lay, lay out, um, you know, kind of where we're at, you know, just kind of, um, and just give people a moment to breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, well, second issues, there was so much blood flying around. There were rocket packs there. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit going on. Yes. So it's, it's definitely worth picking up. Now, I look at this, and because I have been more um, active with Kickstarters in the last couple months to a year, I look at mm-hmm. this as like an installment of a television show. Because we, you're getting the Kickstarter determines whether the book comes out, and then once you get the book and you read it, it's like waiting week to week for an episode. Um, I don't know if I've asked before, but are there? Do we have the first arc done? Like in your head, like oh, I could see this go for forty five issues. Like what? What are we? The extended world of uh, Mind to Avenge. Is there a stopping point, or could this go on forever? So right now. Uh, this current arc is where I'm, and I, I gotta make a decision about this soon. Um, is going to be either five or six issues, mm. and I have the ending. I have the ending, like the last page, um, in mind. Like okay. I know how this is going to end, mm-hmm. and when it when that happens, <laughs> I'm either going to piss some people off, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's or uh, because they're going to be like, how do you end on that cliffhanger? Mm. Uh, so it's not going to be anything that happens in the story. I think everybody's going to be coached to deal with that, but I think it's going to be more of the like, like, oh shit. Yeah. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good one. Um, so I, I, this is, I definitely have in mind where this one is going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as future story installments or, I guess, future arcs, remember one of the ideas that I, I mentioned or one of the things that I want to do is have each arc be a separate book. Yeah. So this one is the book of Layla. Uh, right now, I am toying around with the idea of uh, a book of uh, Redacted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leia uh, and or a book of the Lollaries because mm. I'm just as interested in learning about the Lollaries as as any of the heroes. Okay. Because okay. I, you know, the book of Layla, I felt like let's start with you know this heroine who is grappling with you know you know topics or ideas of duty and uh, taking on this mantle or this burden mm-hmm. of being this hero or just continuing a, you know, a life, you know, once again, a century spanning, you know, um, push or, you know, just push of revenge. Mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. like, you know, does she have a choice in that? And ultimately she does have a choice and kind of says, fuck it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, so I, I like having, I like the idea of each book focusing on a different character um, but well, but by but still interweaving the uh, the different you know plot lines mm-hmm. or threads of all of these other characters that we've you know come to know and love. Yeah. And um, so that's you know, that's kind of you know where I'm going with the different arcs. 
man. Um, that was my follow-up question, actually, which was, um, why the Lollerie? Like, you have them, um, and you did a damn good job with them in their, uh, how do I say, community environment, I'll say. And yeah. the things that happened from there, like, that was a very interesting, you know, it reminded me a lot of the Gargoyles animated series. Yeah. Not even necessarily the artwork, but just reading through it, I f- it, it, it's that and then kind of borderline Batman animated series, but definitely Gargoyles. It gave me that, like, adult story packaged in a medium that most people try to say is for kids, which, of course, we know that is not the case, that it's simply for kids. But it was it's packaged in a way where you can do more in comics than you can in live action. You know, there's more, I guess creativity to be had immediately I guess versus having a big production on screen but that's the feeling I got from it what when you get to the Lollary you chose them for a reason you said it's this historical type of of story being told why them and then when you develop them for the story why go this specific route so I, I can't remember if it was hearing hearing about the lotteries on um, I'm a big fan of you know watching the the travel channel mm-hmm. or you know destination I think America or whatever mm-hmm. they do a lot of those like ghost um, haunted places you know haunted location shows um, or you know the the dark history of a certain city Um and but it was either there on one of those shows or um, American Horror Story mm. uh, Coven season mm. where I first heard about them. Um, and from there, you know, I kind of and you know to be honest with you, it might have been the um, it might have been the like the ghost one of those ghost shows because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, American Horror Story is a fictional show, yeah. and um, but I wouldn't have known that. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is Lollary." So I think that came afterwards, and and that so when I saw American History, not American History X, but <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this show doing the Lollarys, I was like, oh, "Okay, well, cool. This is somebody I know about," and and it's awesome that they're tapping into the history of that city, the yeah. dark and up history. So when one of the things that stood out to me is that. They were specifically Mademoiselle, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, Lollarie, wasn't, she was never caught. Um, I think she actually fled, um, and the husband, if I'm thinking of the history correctly, was uh, just never arrested or anything like that. So the fact that either one of them or both of them got away, you know, depending on, you know, what history source you read. Right. Uh, it was interesting. It was, that just kind of, that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that was really creepy. So, you know, because I'm fictionalizing, you know, what happened after, you know, they, you know, created this house of horrors. Um, it allowed me a bit more freedom to, just kind of delve into you know who they were and what their backgrounds were, what their motivations were. But the the, the 
the thing that stands out to me is that they, you know, and we, we live in a world where the idea of, like, serial killers and psychopaths and sadists and, you know, everybody knows about this shit. Yeah. But this is during a time where that wasn't common knowledge. And, you know, slavery is already a torturous and barbaric act. And to have another psychological component to that whole thing where they're doing this because of some perverse fascination with, you know, fucking with human, messing with human beings, or yeah. destroying them even more than they already are because they are, they're all, because they're being owned was, was something that was very just kind of screwed up. So that's why I chose them as villains. Mm. Um, you know, or as the antagonist of the story. Um, and then you, you also have this other discussion of their, you know, their, um, one of the victims is a former slave and she's already been subjected to, you know, the worst horrors that, mm-hmm. you know, people, her people at the time were already experiencing. And you compound that with the worst, and not even human beings, but, you know, creatures yeah. that you can, you know, that you can come across. And I was interested in, like, how that affects, you know, a little girl. Yeah. And she had the opportunity to, you know, clap back. <laughs> That's what she was going to do. So, um, because I, I've always, I've hated, you know, when you're in school, you don't hear about, you don't hear about as the, um, as many like uprisings of slaves, yeah, and we're always taking it. We're not giving it back. So this was my opportunity to have to tell a story where this girl was so she was so rattled by yeah, just like psychologically traumatized that um, you know, that's that's what her response was. So that's what the Lala Reese, you know, that's why I chose them as the antagonist and. You know, to within the medium of comic books, um, you know, there are a lot of things because you don't have to worry about a budget. You know, that's why. I mean, there no, you have to worry about the budget because we're doing a Kickstarter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this versus doing something like a movie or a television series, um, which I would love to see this adapted into. Same. Um, you can. We can play. So that's why I can jump this forward into a cyberpunk world where the Wallerys are still, you know, still holding court, mm. you know, where they're throwing, once again, spoilers, children out of windows, where they're massacring whole families. Mm-hmm. They're, these are the ultimate power players. And um, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of where my interest comes. You know, yeah. Um, they're ultimate power. So. Man. I, I enjoy them um, because I feel like, We've gotten to a point where, and not everywhere, but a lot of times villains aren't as fleshed out or as interesting as the heroes. And I think we just came out of an age where it was just a bunch of heroes fighting heroes. So to have this particular kind of villain is slightly refreshing. (laughs) Um, And they're terrifying. They make me want to know what's going to happen next. They make me afraid for the people in the book because what what are they going to do now that these people are back and additionally 
this being a part of actual American history. Though kind of reimagined for the book, the basis is still there. Yeah. So that's that's even more terrifying because I'm thinking throughout your story you have these, like you said, a century-long story, and there's a bloodline to be followed. But what about the actual lottery in real life? Are there descendants of theirs who I work with, who I've gone to school with? You know what I'm saying? I get, whoo, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, and like I said, it's it's a disturbing story. Um, and to you know, I we just found out. I just found out this week that um, the creators of the Conjuring universe, yeah. Uh, they're doing a spinoff uh, focusing on the Wallerys. Mm. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, because people are, people realize that this is a, it's a, <laughs> it's a horrible story. Um, you know, and then apparently the, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, kind of, you know, the supernatural. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that I think that do exist, but, you know, usually in a place of, you know, trauma. Yeah. You know, some type of trauma. You know, there's there's something that's still there, and you know, I've you know heard stories that that place is still haunted to this day. I would imagine, um, shit. It should I like I said I can only imagine. Um. So yeah, so there's um you know we 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 love well you know crafted antagonists or villains or um. It's just some somebody that will pull some type of threat or obstacle or opposition to our hero mm-hmm. or heroine. Um, it's going to make them make it that much tougher for them to to save the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just as much as the story, this book is a story about you know the line of Leia, Leia, Layla, Priya, or Travis. Um, it's about the two of them, mm-hmm. Wreck and Shop, and you know they're just a force of obscene nature yeah and uh, and i'm enjoying writing them yes. you know, as, as much as, you know, as, um, you know it sounds weird to say that but um yeah yeah that's uh you know because i i was at a show multiverse a couple of weeks ago and, mm-hmm. you know a guy got a, a friend and a, another creator named uh john uh scooter robinson he's the creator of a series called scorpio okay yeah and, you know, so he picked up a copy of um, the second issue, and when I got to the convention the second day, he was reading it and said, "Robert, <laughs> that opening scene because mm. that, you know, that opening scene with the Lollaries, and that's I wanted to hit hard with the, the this is who they are. Yeah, <laughs> they they are not they don't give any fucks and they don't play around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that." Even though it seems like they're on equal footing, that um, you know the Mademoiselle is, you know, she's the alpha. Yeah, is yeah. And you'll see in the second issue, in the third issue, like she, she handles, you know, she handles her like well, really well. Yeah, comes to your kicking butts. Look, like I said, they that is very much. Um, I talk a lot on my other podcast, Xavier's Dream, where I'm discussing like the current Hickman run and like certain yeah. cinematic things I would love to see on screen. This, that scene with the families and with the 
other folks and who's got a seat at the table and I would love to see that like especially I mean hell it's very um, on brand for this time of year the Halloween October November ish but I would love to see that played out on screen even if it was just that scene I want to see that in live action I want to see these beautiful gowns and and royal attire I want to see these terrifying monsters I want to see all of that so oof. yeah oof. Yeah. Hey, you know, like I said, your, your lips to uh, God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me up there. <laughs> oh. yeah, this material he wants to fuck with, he wants to mess with. But, um, it's, you know, I'm a big fan of, and you mentioned um, Gargoyles, I need to go back and rewatch. Like, I, that was one I, I called sporadically. Yeah. But, um, but I was big, you know, Batman the Animated Series. Um, and this is kind of a totally different vibe, but like the Legend of Korra, mm, yeah, uh, the, the DC animated universe, you know, basically Justice League, and yeah. Justice League, and then um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, and then what I add to that is Castlevania. So, but oh, yes. the thing, the thing I think that kind of encompasses all of those series is that they were all animated action-adventure shows. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them were definitely more kind of hardcore than the others, and let's just put Castlevania up there. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the one that was just really... But they all handled, you know, really complex storytelling or deep storytelling, um, or just effective storytelling, with, you know, a healthy amount of just action. And... You know, Castlevania, I think, is, a, is is probably the vibe that I would love to have these, uh, have the series yeah. all under if, if it was ever adapted. Like, if, now, live action would be cool, but, <laughs> you know, animated, I could see, you know, an animation team just mm-hmm. going at it, you know, with the series and, you know, just having, being able to draw those, like, Huge city cityscapes yeah. that uh, you know Mateo and Morris are able to draw in color really well, and or take it to the you know back alleys of 1830s New Orleans, you know just as effectively. Yeah. Uh, but I think that an animated series show on Netflix <laughs> or HBO Max yes. would do, do really well to um, you know just bring the story to another medium. Um, you know, eight episodes. I think maybe five or five to eight episodes would be good for the first arc. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, like I said, hell, yeah, anybody, everybody with the right check and the right uh, deal or whatever, come through. I hope. I really would like to see this. Oh, excuse me, moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I want to go back to the main character. So you talked about the trauma of the lollery and the the pain that they inflict on other people. And with this adventure, science fiction, future story that we're getting, we're getting it from a woman's perspective. You could have easily put Tom, Jim Bob, Marquand, whatever, as the main character why the choice to use a woman over a man? Well, because I, because <laughs> I wanted to. That's a very simplistic answer, but <laughs> I had, I had, um, 
the only other time that I had done a story with a um, um, with a woman as the protagonist, actually she was a teenage girl, I don't mm-hmm. think about it, was um, a short story that I did uh, called Daddy's Little Girl. Mm. And um, and that was just a one-shot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I after, you know, coming off of, you know, Route 3, Radio Free America, um, and actually, I think the only other story I'd done with another uh, is heroin was an Amber Fox story. Well, once again, that was a one shot, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a regular series. So I kind of swore to myself that <laughs> when one of the next series that I pitched was going to be one that focused a woman of color yeah. as the the main you know protagonist. So mm-hmm. uh, I also feel that the presentation of black women in comics is. I mean, and on the on the pages and behind the pages, and in terms of writers, artists, uh, letterers, editors, mm-hmm. um, people within the corporate structure, um, it's very underwhelming. Yeah. So, you know, I I feel that it you know it's kind of my duty to. You know, to finally, to actually finally do the story that I wanted to tell, yeah. kind of long, um, a story you know, featuring somebody who wasn't, you know, a, a straight, you know, black male or just a, or just I mean, just a black male, yeah, you know, just a as protagonist, um, and definitely not a straight white male mm-hmm. because hey, <laughs> you go to your comic book store every Wednesday, and you got no shortage of that, right, right, so, right, um. So that that was just where my interest was, you know, and you know, some people may say like, "Oh, you have an agenda because you put a black." I'm like, "Yeah, I do," because mm-hmm. um, I don't see this shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it all, and I, you know, I definitely think it's better at getting better with, you know, publishers like, um, you know, we say Image, Line okay. Forward, um, uh, Boom. You know, it's it's um, Black Mask is a really good example. Okay. And, um, so you you have examples that pop up more with those publishers, and I think sometimes with uh, and I've and I've written for DC, but I don't think that they they you know I think we need more representation. Yeah. You know, because there are stories that need to be told. You know, more more titles, and I and I DC is doing it with like Naomi. And I know Marvel is doing it with the Riri Williams. Yeah. But I don't want those to be the only ones. Right, Maybe right. You know, I'm just, you know, those are those are two. But I, I do think that on the indie spectrum that, you know, we have, there's a bit more freedom for us to tell those types of stories. Mm-hmm. Tell stories representing people who are, are very often not, um, and that's just, you know, that's my personal opinion. You know, there's nobody, nobody else's opinion. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I, don't, I don't represent an organization. You know, that's, um, but quite simply, I, I wanted to. You know, I, 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 you know, being, you know, raised by, obviously, you know, strong, you know, black women in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and just reading and watching um, all this like pop culture shit that surrounds us like every yeah. day. Um, Uhura, um, 
She had Angela Bassett in the, mm. um, it was not the End of Days movie, but um, I think maybe that's what it's called. But, um, you know, um, I can never remember her name. I think it's Nabushi Wright from Blade. Um, mm, yeah. You know, that, you know, it's, I think that's a deep cut for some people. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Naomi Watts from, um, I think Naomi, the, she's, she's in 28 Weeks Later. I don't know if her name is Naomi, but she's in, you know, the James Bond series. Yeah. Right there. Um, you can't say that these women don't exist, you know, when right. it comes you know, to these speculative fiction stories. So, and even, you know, Lupita Nyong'o and everybody from Black Panther. So, you know, it, 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 it we're there, we're there, there. So, um, but I, that's that's just always been my focus when it came to, um, you know, when it came to telling this story. So, oh, well, you did that, God dang. Um, so we get, we get this third installment. We get this world that you're building on. Re well, really quickly, do you think that? what you're doing with this story is something that is going to kind of be big in the years to come. And I only ask because we get all these reboots of everything under the sun, even with the big two, not to shit on them, but you get only a particular kind of story that sticks. Everything is either limited series or just a little one shot here and there. But for you, and there are a few others that I've uh, been aware of, where they take an historic thing and change it and make it something else. Do you think yeah. this is the beginning of a new genre or a new um, type of storytelling or something that's going to be more um, prevalent later on? Um, I, you know, I guess maybe you're talking about maybe like the alternate history. Yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah. yeah. I, mean, um, I think that, um, you know, that's a genre that's been around for a minute. Mm -hmm. and, but I do think that um, our perspective, you know, you know, black people, African Americans, you know, um, it just, for people of the diaspora, um, it's I, I I hope that it will continue to be our contributions to that will continue to grow and I and I do think I, you know as a fan um, I definitely see it like you know there are people like Milton Davis mm -hmm. um, he he has an entire like line of books which you know focuses on this. Um, you know, this kind of, this question, you know, kind of <clears throat> taking historical, you know, events or themes or characters or time periods and, you know, putting a speculative fiction twist on it. Um, there's um, <clears throat> a writer named Justina Ireland who did a series, uh, and the second installment is coming out recently, but I think the one, the first one was called Dead Nation. Mm -hmm. And... It's a um, dread nation, dread nation, and it's a zombie novel set during the um, during the Civil War. Okay. Yeah, so that that's another. I think it's set during the Civil War, during the eighteen hundreds, and then the last one that I was thinking of, and there's a sequel to that coming out, and um, and you know, uh, David. Yeah. Um, 
you know, crafted with um, 12, I mean, actually, there's a couple. There's um, Bitterroot. Yeah. And also, yeah, Bitterroot. Um, and. Harriet uh, Tubman, Demon Slayer. Yeah. Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. So it's being done within pros. Like, I just gave you two examples, like five examples. Both mm-hmm. <laughs> are in pros, and the other two are in comic books. Uh, and that's not even including like short films. So yeah, because just as and there is um, you know, people are kind of hungry for that stuff. Just mm-hmm. like a take, different take on um, you know, these stories, you know, the, these historical events, you know, and you want to you know put your own spin on it. Yeah. So, um, or show <clears throat> like. You know, outside of you don't look at us just in one way when it comes to these different you know periods of time. Yeah. Uh, and also, we just you know like telling good stories that are set during these periods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that it becomes that it grows and becomes a thing because like shit, if they can make um, what was it, Am- Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer? Yep. 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 Do Pride and Prejudice? Yep. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, those two, I mean, they started out as very popular books, and then, as far as the movies, I don't know if the movies were popular, but... Mm-hmm. I know, but they were but, made? You know, yeah, they were still big enough that, you know, somebody optioned it and turned it into something. So, yeah. Um, because everything doesn't necessarily need to be set within present day. Right. You know, that's, um, you know, I, I think it kind of sets you apart, as, as, you know, especially in the industry where... You know, you you have to you have to set yourself apart, um, so you can sell books. <laughs> so yeah. You can get books. Uh, but also, at the end of the day, you just want to tell a good story that you think people will be entertained by, and you know, take them to a world that they've never been to before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't have a time traveling device, so I I'm stuck here. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I, I think that that. Um, I do. I hope that it is a, you know, genre um, or kind of a entertainment field that does continue to grow. Yeah. No. No. Same. Um, it's it's a lot to learn, man. It's yeah, yeah. I um I feel the same way, and I was you know specifically thinking of Bitterroot and Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer because it's like, man, I wonder. And this is just me being a nerd again. I'm like, I wonder if Mind to Avenge, <laughs> Bitterroot, and Harry Tubman Demon Slayer like exist in the same universe, maybe a splintered timeline or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. Um, so, with your Kickstarter for the third installment of this wonderful series, what are we? What are we? What are we getting at? So, what are what are some of the uh, the features or benefits or rewards for uh, pledging to the Kickstarter for the third issue? So, uh, as far as you know, the rewards. The first and foremost, you know, if you got the first two issues, um, we have the third issue that's available, so you can just get that. Mm. Um, and then after that, it's pretty much various tiers where you can get. The all three issues, all three issues in either digital or I guess hard copy physical form, and we also are offering a um, some packages where or some 
bundles or whatever <laughs> tiers <laughs> where you can also get um, other copies of Evolution Evolution publishing books, uh, which are in the horror more in the horror side of things. Okay. So, you know, titles like um, The Gentleman, uh, Cicada, and um, I'm there are a couple of that I'm forgetting right now. But, um, the, you know, so those are just to kind of keep with the vibe of uh, the horror kind of cyberpunk, you know, story that we're telling. And there are other levels where you can get prints. You can get a print. And um, the last, and you know about this, the, the $100 tier. <laughs> yeah. You, you can get drawn into the fourth issue. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. It is definitely very kind of book centric but our hope is once we hit our goal uh we can start offering you know stretch goals so we can you know get a little bit more diverse with um the offerings that we're you know providing okay okay so <clears throat> we have a few uh like you said tiers here that you can go ahead and and pledge at and i am uh <laughs> Definitely uh, trying to see where I'm trying to throw my money. What what reward I'm trying to get my damn self. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I think this is worth the shot. Like I don't, I feel kind of redundant saying it again. But like in the last two issues we've gotten, the same thing stands for this one. This is a very important book. This is being it's a story that's being told that has not been told before, not to my knowledge, anyways. And the artwork is amazing. The story is great, and I think that each with each installment we get, of course, is a a more uh, a richer story. But I'm just waiting for the day to get the full tray to just like have it in hand and read it, you know, or at least every issue in this first arc together and read through it like I do every other comic book that I have. Um, yeah, no, seriously. And it's almost like, if this motivates some of you, like joining a club, being in a... Uh, because when you when you support a Kickstarter, you support an indie creator, you're supporting something that isn't always so readily available on the stands. So you get to be that person who's, I knew about Lizzo before all of y'all, and now y'all are alone. You get to be that type of person because you have supported this project. And it's... Right. Not necessarily infancy, but in it's um, more niche or newer birth. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get this out, but but no. Um, I think that it's very worth it to support this project, even if, like I said, monetarily you can't do that. Share the hell out of this episode. Share the hell out of these links, which will be in the show notes, of course. And um, hell, get other people on. You know, your favorite podcaster, your favorite YouTuber, your favorite comic book reader, your favorite booktuber, whatever. Get them onto this project because, like you said, this is something that there are stories out there told with the historical element, but there is no mind to avenge. There is nothing that I can think of that's like this. So, whew. Y'all doing it, man. Y'all are doing it. Um, trying, trying to keep it rolling. Man, y'all is. Y'all is. Y'all got it. Uh, how long is the Kickstarter? When is when is it uh, When is it wrapping up? 
So we are rolling on for a um, a good month. Okay. <laughs> so we currently have, uh, as of this taping, um, 26 days ago. Okay. And we have raised uh, 30% of um, our funds, and we have 95 backers. So, okay. Okay. Uh, we got a little bit of time, but um, you know, we don't want to cut it too close. Ain't no time <laughs> so, like the present, so yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, like, you know, I always say uh, first thanks, you know, for you know just kind of fucking with us, but because <laughs> there's no shortage of other folks you can you know follow, but um, you know, pledge at whatever level you can and just share. You know that's that all that also always helps us to mm-hmm. just spread the word. So yes, 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 indeed. Please do that. Like I said, the links will be in the show notes. I'll be shooting them out with this episode and without the episode and whatever else. But support this Kickstarter, man. Um, support indie creators. Yeah, that's how we get a my to avenge on screen. That's how we get the stories that you enjoy, that you, your creators that you love, this is how we get to see them in these spaces and on these panels and on these screens and everywhere else. So, man, first of all, thank you and the team for this damn series, for one. Um, yeah, I'm, I want to see this succeed. So, speaking of the team, uh, who do we have working with you for the third issue of Minds of Edge? In this corner, <laughs> now we have the, I always say, the magnificent Matteo Illuminati. He is the uh, artist. He's a penciler and the inker on the series. Um, talented as fuck. Really talented dude. And I'm glad to have him in the series. I mean, series artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to be working with him for 133 Yard. Um, which publishes a series that I, uh, I, you know, series writer on for Redcon. Yeah. But they've teamed up with um, author Milton Davis to adapt uh, one of his, um, I think it's a novella, uh, okay. into a comic book series, which I'm going to be writing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's called Changa and the Jade Obelisk. And okay. uh, Mateo was announced as the series artist artist last week. Mm. So yeah, so we so that'll be my second series that I'll be working with him on. Um, but he is no, he's he he kicks butt on Mind to Avenge. Yes, you see his work on Mind to Avenge. Yes. Um, and also he um and also <clears throat> he's I'm trying to think he's doing some other stuff, but also he's really down to do. And then the colorist and letter letterer is um. I'm trying to think of a word to put in front of Loris. I don't know, the loquacious Loris <laughs> But no, he's um talented, really talented uh you know, just creator. Um as you can see on the second issue, his colors just pop. Like mm. just just really, really, really well. Um and there are so many different shades of brown in this series, and I love it. Um, but his, and he's also a really talented letterer. Uh, and if you look at the graphics on the page, he, uh, as far as the different tiers and the, um, you know, just the graphic design, like, he did that. That's him. Mm. So, um, like I said, really talented dude. And 
Um, I just, I, between him and Mateo, I, I just always say, like, I'm surprised, like, one of the big two or the big three or four or five have not picked them up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I just, that's how I always feel about the artists that I work with, so. But, um, yeah, really talented team. Yeah, yo, I, I can see, yeah. Um, damn, okay, that's cool. Well, shit, I'm so happy again that this third issue is being uh kickstarted and funded and all that y'all check the link in the show notes support this project i don't know how else to say the same thing yeah you have a little bit of time but let's act as if it needs to be done this week support 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 and share um shit i don't i I can't say it no different i put the letters in bold italicize underline but share and and support this project um Shit, what do you, I guess, what are your hopes, outside of funding the project, of course, what are your hopes with this third Kickstarter? Um, you know, just for people to feel that, you know, we're you know, doing a good job of just expanding this world or just, you know, building it up um, enough to the point where they're interested to just keep coming back. Mm. Um, you know, we'll, we talk about this, like, for, um, A Light in the Sky, the mm-hmm. recap, or even Black Lightning Matters. You know, I hate, I don't like filler. Yeah. You know, and I, even if, you know, the issue is not going to be like, pal, bam, wow, with all the over-the-top action, I still want people to read the book and feel that they've gotten something worth or something just as fulfilling out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this third issue, this third issue kind of reminds me a little bit of a lot of the, um, the some of the work that I've done with Route 3, where um, you have those moments where people are just able to talk, you know, and it's just as effective like you said it's just as enriching as any other you know action scene so uh that's what i hope they take from the third issue and you know just gives them the vibe like okay like we want to come back for number four right 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 that's how that's what i want okay okay and i'm i'm pretty sure that y'all gonna have that uh, so, yes, y'all, we're going to do our part with supporting this Kickstarter. Like I said, support it. Pledge at whatever tier you can. Uh, pledge just out of your heart's content. Just do that and share the show. Share the I mean, share the Kickstarter. Share the show. Share anything related to this Mind to Avenge. Um, specifically the third issue, of course, the Kickstarter. But share your uh, what you loved about the series and your favorite panels and your favorite, I don't know, characters all that but let this third installment of mind to avenge be fully funded so that we can get the rest of this story um yeah so i'm i'm loving it <laughs> thank you man. So, thank you thanks for all the support we appreciate it yeah no doubt no doubt like i it's i couldn't this is right in my wheelhouse this is exactly the reason behind creating this freaking podcast is representation in comics and related media. So, um, I mean, what do you what do you say? Any last parting words for the listeners, both new and old? Yeah, you, um, you know, first of all, thanks for any support that you're able to provide. And believe me, it's it is dearly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just 
just stick along for the ride. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a story that I'm having fun writing, um, and it's it's actually turning into kind of one of I think I feel my strongest works. Mm. So, okay. um, and I'm and I'm super proud of it. I'm not. You know, I try to be humble, but I, I think this is some good shit. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, you know me, I, I do try to stay humble, but it's kind of getting, like, that's, I feel very strongly about the theories that, you know, people will really enjoy it if they just give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I think this is some great work from you. So, yeah, don't uh, be humble. Sit down. Sit. Yeah. <laughs> Shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so um, let the folks know where they can get in touch with you, where they can follow you online and get all your other information. Yeah, you can. Um, so a couple of places. Um, you can go to robertkjeffrey.com. That's Robert K J E F F R E Y dot com, and if you scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll be able to hit me up through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hmm. Uh, but specifically for the Mind to Avenge um, Kickstarter, just go to the Kickstarter page, uh, Kickstarter dot com, and in the search uh, bar, just search for Mind to Avenge, and you'll be given the option of like three books. Um, but the one that says Book of Layla issues one two three one dash three, that's the one that you'll choose. Mm. So basically, just choose the one that hasn't been funded yet, and you'll see. Right, right. Um, and that's the one that you choose. And but yeah, go to Kickstarter.com and search for Mind to Avenge. Okay. And of course, the link will be in the show notes, but also follow those directions. And um, all of Robert's links will be in the show notes as well. So check those out and get this Kickstarter funded. So, uh, thank you. Thank you again for coming on and discussing this wonderful project. And I'm praying and hoping, fingers crossed, eyes crossed, all that, that this gets funded, overfunded. Hell, let's do that. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening in. Uh, I am Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Use that hashtag CBNPod when you're listening to this episode. Hell, hashtag Mind to Avenge 3. Yeah, let's do that. And um, until next time, guys, stay scare-free, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and let's get this project funded. All right.